We pick up, pick up on 43b, that is Mem Gimel, I'm a bet. We quote the mission of Chaim Beben Vachaim Bat, the same halacha, uh, if a, uh, an ox kills a boy or a girl. So now the Gemara asks, Tanu, uh, or Ben or Bat, um, sorry, or Ben Yigach, or Bat Yigach, when the verse says uh, whether it was a young boy or a young girl, uh, then Kovidonim. Uh, uh, comes along to teach us that uh, you, an ox is liable if it kills a young child or else if it killed an adult as well. Uh, the Gemara says, Valotinu, surely that's uh, obvious. Uh, surely you could work it out well. Uh, so if, if one person would kill another person, uh, and, and so too an ox is liable if it kills a person. Um, uh, so, so, so the says the Gemara, Adam Badam, doesn't make a difference if a person kills someone, if uh, you kill an adult or you kill a child. So too with an ox and a man, a law tachlok, a ban, um, so surely you can't make a, uh, a distinction uh, between uh, a young boy and uh, and uh, and an adult uh, between the two. So the, the same way it should apply. That that's uh, that says Gemara. Surely you could have uh, learned it out via that word. And moreover, who and and so too the second uh, another way of of viewing it. Uh, we could say Dam Badam so in the case of a person killing another person, uh, if a young boy uh, would go along and kill an adult, uh, he'd not be liable for that. Uh, uh, children under a mitzvah aren't liable for the actions. It says, uh, so, But uh, if a person would kill a child, if it was vice versa, and a person would kill a child, uh, then uh, the same way they'd be liable for an adult as well. Sure, but um, uh, the same way. Uh, a uh, an ox then with a man uh, it says it doesn't make a difference if the ox is a young ox or an old ox that kills someone we don't distinguish between a young ox and an old ox uh, that w- it would be killed the same way a young ox would be killed the same way as an old ox and then how much more so says Gomorrah so too uh, uh, if an ox uh, would go along and kill a, a young child uh, should also be liable. So we've given two different solutions, and the Gemara says, "Law, imamata Adam ba'Adam shekain chayv ba'Badvar." When it comes to a man and a man, uh, then you could say uh, a person kills a person, uh, even if the child uh, would be a minor. You would you would say that logical argument. Uh, you could reject that logical argument when it comes to uh, the difference between. A man and an ox. Why? Uh, because a man is liable. Shukain chayv abedvarim. That a man will be liable for the four other, uh, besides the nezek, besides the normal damage. Uh, they'd be liable for shebet, ripoy, boshet, and um, and sar. Uh, those four other things as well. So, so therefore, in that situation, uh, it would be different. Uh, there is a distinction between a man and an animal. Man and uh, yeah, there is a difference between a man and an ox, uh, and therefore uh, you would see. Therefore, that's what we have to say uh, is the following. That's why we have to we resort to the verse Tamar Damar, 
that what says or ben yigach or bat yigach lechayev alaktanim kagadolim. That's why we have to use the verse uh, for that. All right. Ben ella bumadim taminalan. How do you know that uh, maybe this is only with regard to an ox that was uh, known to do this type of behavior? Uh, what about a tame ox? Uh, if it goes long and kills a boy or girl, uh, where's the source for that? Uh, dinu. Uh, surely we could have learned it out logically. Well, uh, so the same way as we saw that an ox would kill uh, a man or a woman, uh, so too. And we said it, it was liable for killing a boy or a girl. My machayev beish veisha. The same way with a man and a woman. Uh, there's no. Uh, difference between whether the animal is a tam or a muad, uh, that if, if it goes along kills afshri chayv ben avavad so too if it's a male uh, a young boy or a young girl lo tachlok ben bo ben ben tam le muad so therefore it, sh- it should not you should not distinguish between a tame ox and one that is muad and uh, moreover v'od kavachomer and another kavachomer uh, that we give ma'ish v'isha shukain hura and uh, the same thing with a man or woman who say whose power is lessened with regard to damages uh, that i.e. that uh, you'd have to pay damages to them uh, so they're more susceptible uh, to damage and you don't make a distinction between a tam and a muad there they're both liable for paying damages uh, and uh, it says with regard to a boy or girl uh, whose power is stronger with regard to uh, p- uh, punishment and damages caused sorry not not punishment but damages why because if someone damages them uh, they have to pay but if they damage others then they don't have to pay so their power is uh, uh, relatively stronger than that of an adult. Uh, so too, if following through with that kavachomer, how much more so could you distinguish between a tame ox and a muad ox as well? Our answers that Amata Vichi Danin Kavachomer Lachmir Alav. You know, so it says, but do you come along and use a Kavachomer to be more stringent uh, than it should be? It says, Im Hechmir Muad Achamur Tachmir Batam Akal. So uh, with regard to it, we, we say that. Uh, it's not something unexpected to find uh, something that is more being more strict uh, than something that is a, uh, a just a tam, and therefore uh, the fact that a tam, uh, I mean a muad, is liable for for killing a young child, it doesn't necessarily follow uh, from there that a tam would be liable for killing a child as well. Okay, so that's uh, so, so therefore that's and it says word. Um, and so too uh, the, the, the previous opinion that we had we had a number of Christian Kavachomers uh, if you would say that uh, with regard to a man or woman uh, they are liable for keeping mitzvot and now we introduce this other factor we say uh, with regard to a boy or girl they don't keep uh, mitzvot so there would be a, a, a way to minimize their, their liability. 
therefore it's, it's not a, 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 a impenetrable Kalvachomer and therefore uh, so the Gemara therefore says as a result of all of that uh, we can't necessarily work it out with a Kalvachomer because uh, we could refuse it Tamar Lomar or Ben Yigach or Bat Yigach uh, it says if you if it if uh, whether uh, the ox gores a son or a daughter, I a young child, negicha betam negicha the word it doesn't make a difference whether it's a tam or a word because uses the word negicha uh, uh, twice. Uh, therefore, uh, it says negicha lemita negicha lenezikin. So it comes along and says uh, the ox is liable whether it does it. Um, uh, de- uh, whether it kills someone, whether it just causes damage, etc. In all of these cases, uh, the owner would be liable. So it doesn't make a difference uh, with all those things that we learned, uh, whether it's a time or a word, uh, or it kills uh, an adult or a child. Uh, and, that's, uh, and that's what we are talking about as well, and just injury as well. So even that, all of that, we don't make any distinctions uh, between the time and the word, uh, obviously, except for the payment portion. Anyway, moving on. So what happens if an ox is rubbing against a wall and then that wall falls on a person and kills him? And an animal uh, it gets very upset with another animal and starts, you know, charging at it, uh, etc. Et and then the animal uh, is just about to get uh, gored and it suddenly moves out the way and the ox uh, that is chasing it runs into a person and kills a person uh, so he had intention to kill an animal ends up killing a person uh, and uh, it, uh, is, uh, it intended to kill a non-Jew uh, and it ended up killing a Jew uh, it says uh, Patur, and wanted to kill a baby that was going to die anyway <coughs> it's uh, uh, an eight-month-old, or something like that, in the times of Gemara, they felt that an eight-month-old uh, would not uh, survive, and therefore uh, you would be you'd be talking about that. So all of these people would have died anyway, okay? Uh, and uh, uh, all those people, it says, it killed it, it uh, you know, a baby that was going to die anyway, and then it kills an adult. Uh, all of those cases, pater, uh, we say that uh, and uh, the ox is exempt. Uh, from from being killed, okay. Uh, that is that. So uh, that's uh, because really what what happens is is that we say uh, that uh, the person uh, it's only if it, if it goes along and kills uh, a Jewish person and uh, that that you'd be liable a, a proper uh, a viable Jewish person etc. Now there's a whole discussion because uh, it sounds like if uh, that uh, if you would kill, if we kill a non-Jewish person, uh, then you'd be free from everything. Meshech uh, comes along and says about that. It's not that you. Uh, it's because we we take uh, non-Jewish life so lightly. Uh, if if they're killed by a Jewish person, no, it's actually quite the opposite. Is that uh, your sin is so bad because there's an element of kilul Hashem uh, involved in this uh, that you you uh, are totally. Uh, you know, it's it's not it's not even enough for you, uh, just to to go ahead and um, you know just pay the coffee payment uh, that we, that we pay 
uh, over there, it's, it's, uh, your suffering uh, should be worse uh, because you've done that element of Hilal Hashem. Anyway, uh, that, that is that. Right, so the Gemara picks up. Amma Shmuel, Patum, Mita Vachai Vakofer. Shmuel says the ox, even though the ox is not um, going to be put to death because it didn't uh, have intention to kill, but the owner uh, does pay a Kofer. Okay, and it says, Varav Amar, Patum Mise Umise. Uh, Rav, uh, following an opinion that we saw earlier on uh, um, in our Gomorrah uh, recently, where we said uh, that the the one thing is tied to the other, the coffee payment uh, is very much tied to the the payment that was meant to be, uh, you know, if uh, the animal killed, uh, so the animal gets killed, there's a coffee payment. If the animal doesn't get killed uh, or can't get killed, then there's no coffee payment. Uh, there was an opinion on yesterday's stuff and uh, and then Rav's echoing uh, that opinion. Now about Shmuel, am I? Uh, but uh, how come Shmuel makes a distinction? Uh, hi, uh, Tamhu. Surely, uh, why would he have to pay a, uh, a kofir? Uh, surely the ox is a, is a tam uh, with regard to that. And and we learned uh, recently as well also that only a tam uh, would be liable for a kofir payment. I mean, only a muad is liable for a kofir payment and not a tam. Uh, so this animal is a tam. Uh, uh, to do this uh, type of thing, we assume. Uh, then, uh, you know, why why would you have to pay anything uh, for this, um, or any type of coffee? Uh, so no, I'm a Rav, as Rav said, al al adam So uh, we're talking here about a different case altogether. Rav says uh, you can have an animal that turns into a muad uh, to fall upon people. In a pit, uh, okay, and that's uh, that, that's what we have over there. Uh, we we have that, uh, and it's going to come up in in a number of daft time uh, where we say the animal uh, is liable to fall on people in a pit. And uh, what do we say? You can become muad uh, with regard to that. Hachanami pumad adam What happens is that uh, this animal is la um, is is muad to go along and push walls over uh, and kill people uh, behind the walls because literally pushes the whole uh, it rubs on the wall and then pushes the wall over and uh, kills the people behind it so it's done that uh, before the Gomorrah says Iyachi uh, well surely if it does this intentionally and uh, and we see that it actually should be liable uh, for the death penalty if it's acting uh, on purpose and killing people uh, then it should be liable to the death penalty how do you ever uh, get a um, an ox that does this uh, three times without becoming uh, you know uh, killed the first time uh, we had a similar question recently as well uh, and, and we gave a number of answers there uh, uh, one of them being that the ox like does it and then runs away and the court can't get their hands on it uh, etc that's how you have an animal that can kill uh, three times but still be defined as a time that was that discussion uh, similar type of idea over here that um uh, you know, so how did how did the ox ever get away? Yaki if you say it should have been killed already uh, from the first time I did that. No, Bishlama Hatam Yerokot No, it's one thing uh, if it is uh, on the side of a pit. Uh, it's on the side of a pit and it sees something down in the pit that thinks it might like and it starts stretching over and ends up falling in in, in the pit. So really, every time it's looking for something to eat on the side of the pit uh, and it and it falls in. 
Ma'ikulamayma. But with here, you know, where we, we would we see that an ox uh, loves rubbing against the wall? And Hacha, no, Nami, Machachech, Abakotel, Lahanato. Really, what happens is the ox is rubbing against the wall uh, for its enjoyment. It doesn't want to kill people, it's just doing it to, to scratch its back. And how do we know uh, that it didn't intend to kill? No, after the wall fell over, uh, it carried on rubbing itself against the wall. So we see that it had this big itch and didn't intend to kill. Uh, the Gemara says, but hold on one sec, but isn't that a case? Uh, surely there's just uh, in a case where an animal is walking along and uh, these uh, stones, these pebbles shoot from underneath its feet and go along and destroy someone surely and that's the same thing it's uh we we connect uh that uh the type of case so here too the ox is against the wall and the and the wall falls and bits break off and then shoot off that is uh tsrorot, uh and you don't have to pay half damages uh, and that's an also no no coffee for that i'm a ribi murray Rav Kahana, Rav Mari, the son of Rav Kahana, says, no, the Mekazil, Minay, Minay. So basically what happens is the ox started pushing against the wall and was pushing and pushing and pushing. Eventually it pushed the whole wall over, but it's not like it uh, pushed it and then afterwards uh, it fell. It was the direct cause the whole time of it uh, falling, and therefore uh, that's why they were liable to pay. Tanakavata de Shmuel, Tuv Tadarav, we actually now learn an opinion like Shmuel who says uh, there is no direct relationship between Kofir uh, as well as the animal we put into death and uh, and we go against Rav uh, who said uh, that there is a direct relationship. How so? Um, uh, there are cases where the ox is going to be uh, put to death and also uh, the owner has to pay this Kofir payment. Uh, on the other hand, sometimes you only have to pay the coffee payment, the animal is exempt from death. And then there's times that the ox should be put to death, the owner does not have to pay any form of relative. Sorry, just to reiterate, in the first case, you have um, uh, the Chiyah of Amita and Kofir, that, that's the first case where there's both. Uh, you have uh, where it says, but Kofir, there'll only be the Kofir payment, you're not, you, you know, there's no uh, Amita payment, no um, pay, uh, not payment, payment, the ox is exempt. Uh, from being killed. Yesh Kiev Meta, sometimes ox is put to death, but Patur Mina Kofir, and there's no Kofir payments, and so Yesh Patur Mize Mize, and sometimes uh, the ox does not get put to death, and also uh, there is no uh, payment as well. Hi, Kate said, so what are these uh, four different cases? Uh, so we answer the first one. First, Mamoid, the Chavana, if uh, the ox uh, is a Mamoid and it killed on purpose, Chayav Mita. Uh, over coffee. Well, then you'd have to pay a simple thing. Uh, you pay the you get the ox to be killed because uh, it is intentionally, um, and the owner has to pay a coffee payment uh, for that. Moed shalor bekavana, and if it was uh, deliberate, okay, and uh, uh, I mean. Uh, not not deliberate. It was the other animal was a moed first, uh, but it is unintentional. Okay, shelo bichvana chayav v'kofer upatur mimeta. Then the animal is not liable to the death penalty. Um, for that, however, uh, what he has to do, uh, the owner has to uh, pay the coffer for that because, after all, uh, you know, he, he, the ox still did it, even though it did it unintentionally. Okay, uh, and that's it.
Tamba Kavana, Vachayev Bemita, Vachayev Bemita, the And then the other, the other cases, if a, if a Tam uh, goes along and does stuff on purpose, uh, then it itself uh, will be liable to death, Vachayev Mikofe, and with all, as with all other. Um, uh, uh, things we see, we saw uh, yesterday examples where the Mishnah mentioned that uh, only a tam uh, is liable. Uh, I mean, only a muad is liable for kofe. So this is a tam, and that's why it's exempt from kofe patrimi kofe. Um, uh, tam, sorry, shalobichvana, and if a tam does something unintentionally, uh, well then it's off scot free pato mise umise. So, so therefore, according to this, this, this supports what Shmuel says, because Shmuel says there's, there you can have cases where they're not tied to each other. Uh, the fact that the ox gets put together and, and, and the coffee payment, he, he distinguishes between the two of them, and that's what uh, that brighter holds as well. Right, and. Um, uh, that's uh, uh, that's it. All right. So now, um, so you know, um, uh, so we see that that uh, supports what Shmuel says and goes against uh, Rav. And similarly, Zakin uh, Rabbi Rabbi Shimon, And if an ox uh, causes unintentional damage, uh, even though the uh, person is not killed, uh, Rabbi Yudah says the owner is liable uh, to pay for uh, hurting the person, and Rabbi Shimon says he is exempt. My time at Rabbi Yudah, why does Rabbi Yudah uh, say that he is liable? Uh, it says, Yalif mi kofro. He learns it out from the kofro payment. My kofro, shalobich vana, um, in the same way with regard to the coffee payment uh, when um, he's liable even if the ox uh, gores the person unintentionally he says you're liable for coffee at least according to um, uh, th- that opinion that we just learned uh, that knocks out uh, Rav's opinion uh, we say no it's not uh, necessarily linked one to another so you can have um, uh, when ox uh, kills someone unintentionally, will have the the kofir, uh, payment, and it says ni um, same way, a kofir payment, even if the ox didn't do things on purpose, is liable to the death penalty. So too, uh, with regard to injuries, uh, so if the death penalty works, um, uh, it, it would get killed uh, for that if it, if it did it uh, even unintentionally. So with injuries also, uh, he'd be liable even if he goes unintentionally. Uh, that is uh, Rabbi Huda's opinion. Uh, and Rabbi Shimon uh, takes the opposite view. Yalef Mikitala. Mikitala destroys. He learns it out from the ox being killed um, uh, by the court in the same way. Uh, the with regard to it being put into death, it says, it says, Ma Katala, the animal itself is not put to death. Uh, so, too, when you compare the animals not put to death, Afnizakin, So, it says, if uh, it, it damages people un- unintentionally, uh, then it is also uh, exempt uh, from payment uh, in, that, in that respect. All right, Rabbi Huda Nami Nalif Mikatala, Warzan Rabbi Huda. Uh, learn out uh, this from Katala, from uh, the ox being um, 
unintentionally causing uh, injury from the halacha of being put to death. Uh, he says, Danim, um, <coughs> what you do is you learn out um, uh, payment, right? Uh, payment either from injury uh, from the payment of kofir, they both are payments after all. And it says, and you don't learn out uh, the law of payment uh, with regard uh, with halacha of killing the animal as well. So he said, that's why I'm, I'm, I teach uh, that that way. However, uh, the Gemara says, Rabbi Shimon, what about Rabbi Shimon? Nami, Leilif Mi Kofir, why doesn't Rabbi Shimon also learn out with uh, Kofir? And he says, Danim, Huva de Shor, be Huva de Shor, Lafuke, Kofir, de Machayev, Babalim, Hu. So Rabbi Shimon says, listen, uh, I'll, I'll learn it out instead of, um, you know, why is he learned, why is he learned out from? Damages, he says, uh, I don't learn that uh, from Kofir. And he says, Listen, the reason with Kofir, uh, he says uh, that excludes a Kofir because that's the owner uh, that has to pay it, as opposed to uh, the ox itself. The ox itself, if it causes injury, has to get paid uh, from its own body, etc. So, therefore, it's the ox's responsibility. Uh, and the ox, in this case, can even get killed uh, in, the, in that sense. Uh, but uh, whereas the Kofir is really based on the owner, uh, we had that discussion. Discussion a little bit uh, before, you know, who's, uh, you know, who do you value, uh, which person do you value? But assuming it's the owner, uh, the, it's the owner of the ox that has to pay uh, the coffee as opposed to the actual ox uh, itself. Okay, uh, and that's that's the distinction between uh, those two uh, cases. All right, so going back uh, to what we to what we learned. Um, uh, where we said uh, what happens if the ox intended to kill him, uh, uh, one animal and then it kills a person instead uh, the implication is if the ox wanted to kill one person and then ended up killing another person it would be liable because it had that intention to kill a human the law um, sorry, Nitin, uh, to law Rabbi Shimon. Our Mishnah, therefore, is not like the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. Uh, the Tanya, as we learned in the Brata, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon says, I feel in it, Kavain, La Rogetze, Varagetze, Pater. Uh, Rabbi Shimon says, listen, even if Locks intended to kill one person but ended up killing uh, another person, uh, it is exempt uh, from being killed. Uh, and it says, my time at Rabbi Shimon, what's Rabbi Shimon's rationale? Adama cry because he learns it out from the verse. Sure, yes, okay. It says the ox will die and uh, the owners uh, will also be put to death. Now, that's not a practical thing. We don't uh, follow that, but it means they've committed a sin so severe that they're liable to be put to death, even though they, they themselves aren't put to death uh, without proper warning, etc., etc. Uh, anyway, and they didn't do anything. It just means they'd have culpability, moral culpability for that. Anyway, kemitat balav ken mitatashor. We say the same way. We compare uh, the the death of the owner uh, the same way we compare the death of the ox according to Rabbi Shimon. How so? Ma'balim adin mikavain lay. So basically what happens is when a person uh, has intention to kill person A, uh, you know, or let's say it's person A, has intention to kill person B, <coughs> uh, that, that could be liable 
um, that, that's you know fully cognizant thing. But if you didn't intend to, you had intention to kill B, and by mistake C walked in the way, uh, well then what we say is um, we, uh, we we would say that he, he's he's exempt uh, for that, and that, that's it. So uh, and uh, we say once that's the case. Mita um, Tashor uh, the same way. Ma Balem Ad So you know, if a, a has to want to kill B, and uh, if he doesn't kill B, well, then he's not liable, even though he might have killed C. Uh, and so, therefore, the same thing with the animal. Afshor Nami So basically, we say with the ox as well. And until the ox is the only time that the ox is put to death, unless it intends uh, to kill uh, the same person. So that is Rabbi Shimon's view. And it says Ubalem Gufaminalan and how do you know that the owner himself? How do you know that uh, uh, you have to have intention to kill someone? Uh, because the verse says, It says, and he, and he waited for him, he, he was hiding in an ambush for him, and he rose against him and he killed him. Uh, which means, overcome uh, I love, uh, and you know, uh, for him, So really, that's what it means. Overcome I love, you have to have intention uh, for that. Um, uh, purpose, uh, purpose. You intend to kill that man uh, who you ultimately did kill. Uh, that is Rabbi Shimon's view. Uh, okay, Verabanan, what do the rabbis learn that high? Arav law, and my So, what do they use uh, that part of the verse? This guy was in ambush uh, for them. He laid wait for him. So that excludes someone who throws a stone uh, into someone. It means that you have to have intention um, to. Um, <coughs> Uh, to to uh, cause damage and to kill someone rather than throwing stone into a group of Jews and non-Jews, for example, uh, and um, you wouldn't you would only get uh, punished by the court for killing Jews, as we explained uh, before. Anyway, uh, so the Gemara says, "How he done exactly what must be the circumstances that we're talking about here?" Yeah? If there are nine non-Jews and only one Jew, Israel and a Jew is amongst these nine non-Jews. So then it's obvious uh, that um, you are exempt because there are nine non-Jews. Uh, in this thing, so the overwhelming majority is, Jew, is non-Jewish. Go, uh, you know, deruba, goim ninhu. So that's a majority non-Jewish. Even a e nami palga palga. Even if it's half half, safek nefashot lakel. Basically, what happens is that uh, uh, we say it's it's a situation uh, where someone could get killed uh, for this behavior. So out of doubt. Uh, we say, listen, we can't uh, prosecute uh, this person out of doubt. So it must be Lord uh, uh, So what do we say in this situation? Tisha Yisraelim There's actually uh, nine Jews in uh, in a group here and one non-Jew. Dafagav uh, Deruba Yisraelim. Even though there's a majority, you might think the law follows a majority. No, uh, uh, what we're saying is over here uh, there are nine. <coughs> um, uh, Jews in in this group and one only one John uh, one one non Jew Druba Israelim even though the majority are uh, Jewish Ninhu Kevand Ika Chada Goy there's one non Jew amongst them and and once we have uh, that mixture Havela Kavua and that non Jew is considered stationary in his place uh, which means from a practical uh, point uh, and in a, in a, in a stand. Um, a standalone point. Uh, what do we say? Uh, is that uh, when you have a machlokhet, it's something like anything that's it's uh, um, 
Kavua is like a mechta mechta dami, right? Uh, that is what we, we learned. So it really like is a half half uh, thing. It says Araiki Kavua v'Choshukvua k'mechta al mechta dami, and uh, like it, it should be it's like a half half probability. Safek nefashot lakel, and uh, because it's a half half. Um, um, possibility, uh, then we we should uh, be lenient over there. Okay, so that that is um, that's that. All right. So the next um, part uh, that we're dealing with a short little Mishnah Gemara piece. Uh, the Mishnah says, um, sure, isha, uh, um, uh, an ox belonged to woman. Vashor yatomim, an ox belonged to orphans. Sure, uh, apitropos, and then there is a, a shore of a guardian. Okay, who is put in charge of a uh, group of, of uh, young orphans. Uh, so he's their guardian. Shor Apitropos, Shor Hamidbar, an ox of the desert. Shor uh, Hikdesh, and an ox that was consecrated to the Beit HaMikdash. Shor Hager, Shemait, V'ein Lo Yoshim. And what happens if a, a, non, uh, a person that converted uh, doesn't have uh, any children after he became Jewish? So, uh, so what happens is, that uh, and, and uh, uh, assuming that his wife also um, became Jewish, let's say at the same time, so you know it's like both of them. So so they uh, uh, they are considered uh, a newborn baby, and therefore there's no heirs involved. So therefore, if someone would come along and acquire this property, that would be one thing. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, if one of these people's um, uh, ox and ox belonged to the convert that died and had no heirs, uh, then uh, all of these cases, uh, the ox is ownerless, and therefore, um, in uh, but in this situation, uh, uh, all of these uh, cases, uh, the ox is liable uh, to the death penalty, even though, uh, as you might have, you might have thought possibly, uh, that these uh, should be some kind of exceptions uh, to the rule. Anyway. Um, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda comes along and he says, "Shor Hamidbar, Shor Hahektesh, Vshor Ger Shemait, Peturin Minamita Lefish Ein Bahen Balim." He says, uh, "Technically, you have a technical reason over there. It says an ox that uh, is like a, a wild ox, the ox of the desert, okay, i.e., one that's not in human control, or an ox that's hektish, or an ox belonging to a convert with no children, um, i.e., no heirs, uh, therefore are exempt from being put." Uh, uh, to death because they've got no owners and uh, often the the verse refers to the owner has to bring him the owner has to bring him etc anyway uh, how do we know all of these rules Tanner uh, Shor Shor Shiva you know Lavi Shor Isha so basically when it talks about Shor in those those verses uh, that we've quoted a few times now uh, chapter 21 verse 28 to 32 okay so those five verses uh, it mentions uh, ox uh, seven times. Okay, um, Shor Shor Shiva mentions it seven times. Lavi uh, Shor Isha uh, comes along to uh, another six cases. Uh, in, in addition to the normal case of an ox killing someone, uh, an ox belonging to a woman uh, is included. Uh, okay. Um, um, Shor Shor Shiva Lavi Shor Isha Kam Ox that kills women Shor Hayutomim An ox of orphans Shor Apitropos Shor an ox of an Apitropos who is uh, there to um, 
help the orphans. So, you know, what's the difference between the two? We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, sure, Hamidra, this, this ox that lives in deserts. Uh, sure, a hektish, and also a consecrated ox. Uh, to, um, uh, sure, Hagar, she made or an ox that belongs to orphans that didn't have children. Rabbi uh, Sure, Hamidra, sure, a hektish, sure. Hagar Shemay to Ain Lo Yoshim Puturim Minhamita says the fish Ain Lahen Balim. Also, all of those oxen that that would go along and um, would kill uh, someone, uh, then uh, they've got no owners. So therefore, you can't. Uh, it's a technical uh, exemption over here. It's got no owners. Am Rav Huna, Rav Huna says, Potayira Rabbi Huda, Afilu Nagach Ulusof Hektish, and even if the owner would decide, or well, maybe it's a good idea to make this ox Hektish, uh, and I'll donate it, then I don't have to worry about it. Uh, even in that case, Nagach Ulusof Hifkir, or it, uh, the owner, it, it gored and then the owner gave up on it, uh, and uh, then in that situation, um, uh, you are exempt uh, from, uh, you know, continued punishment because you know we're going to see the, the, the critical points at the beginning and at the end as well so anyway Mima, how do you know that from because he teaches uh, two cases what are those two cases he teaches an ox uh, of the desert an ox that doesn't appear to have an owner a wild ox and then also he teaches us the case of a convert that died uh, and had no heirs okay and anyone can take it and says um uh sure Hagar um uh Hagar uh man in you. Uh what is the case of an ox belonging to a convert that, that died? Uh well, how do we look at that? Kevan, the I know Yoshin. Um because uh because they haven't got any Yoshin, there's there's no one to inherit it. Um Haray Havala, Shore Hefker. Well surely that's the same as Shore Hefker. All right. Um uh, they're all pretty much uh, the same thing. It's an ownerless ox. Hainashura midbar, Hainashura hager, shemait below yoshim. So the same thing as well. Uh, you know, a wild ox with doesn't have an owner. It's the same thing as a convert that died uh, without any ears. Ainu yoshim. So Ella, love, hi, Kamashwaran. What's it coming along to teach you? I feel nagach, losof, hiktish. How do you ever get uh, that case? Uh, what's the difference between the, 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 the ox, the wild ox, and the ox belonged to convert that had. No, it is. It says no. Um, uh, even if an ox gored and didn't, and then um, it gets consecrated, or he uh, um, uh, he it was gored, and then afterwards uh, he made it ownerless. Uh, in that situation, or the owner dies, uh, you know that's it. So he says that uh, you know how, how do we how do we look at that? Uh, it's exempt, you know, in in all of those cases. Uh, and we say well, that uh, uh, that is therefore the opinion of uh, of Rabbi Huda. Okay, that's it. Uh, we're assuming that uh, it, it doesn't have an owner uh, at that time. So now, uh, and also we learn Tanya and Nami Hachim. We also learn this in Rata. Moreover, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Afilu Nagach Losof Hiktish. Even if it gored and then afterwards you made it Hiktish, Nagach Losof Hivker, or you made it Hivker you uh, um, disowned any uh, liability to it Pater, uh, the ox is exempt from getting killed what is the reason for that Shema who ate a bar it says 
and the warning was given to its owner uh, and then it uh, killed uh, so basically what happens is the owner you, has to be in charge of the ox at the time where the, where the person is killed and also when the ox is standing trial so he has to be awake uh, he has to um, uh, he has to, to be around uh, and the same owner uh, at uh, at those uh, you know exactly at the same time okay it's got to be the same person uh, etc so therefore um, you know that, that at the same time the huada bailav they meet it's got to be at the time of it standing in front of the um, uh, the uh, court and then putting a time of death it says as you say um, so it's got to be the, the, the time of the owner standing trial or the ox standing trial uh, and the death of the person it says uh, but we have, surely we have another stage as well Gumar Din uh, is, is the ox at the time of the verdict as well surely we need that as well uh, it says the ox should be stoned uh, talking about that and therefore Gumar uh, Din that is uh, the very end of the process therefore we revise it Ella Ema uh, we say actually all three have to be in place. As you say, Mita, Vamada, Bedin, Gumar, Din, Shavin, Kechad. It's got to be uh, the, the same person that, that owned it uh, throughout that time. Okay, and that's it when the, um, uh, the time that the victim dies, uh, the time of the, the owner being brought to trial, and then the time of the verdict. That's all has to be uh, the same time. All right, uh, that is a good place to stop. So we'll do that. Everyone should have a great time. Uh,